0: Random Catholic Words. That's what we're going to be looking at today. So, George. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that people are probably thinking we've reached the bottom of the barrel, and we're just going to be looking at interesting (laughs) Catholic words today. But I assure you, it is not that. It is because we've been a little behind on our uh, production schedule Was out for a week, uh, speaking at a conference, and getting back, and we're like, "Oh no, it's been it's been two Mondays, so this will hopefully get out soon, and then we'll give you back onto our regularly scheduled, regularly, uh, you know, well-defined Monday schedule, yeah, researched, you know, uh, prudently." So,
1: but we figured a
0: a fun episode between now and then wouldn't hurt us. Sure. Now, not a Catholic word, but how do you say the word thermometer? Thermometer thermometer thermometer
1: i don't want to say that i'm an expert on it but i do work in the heating and cooling industry that's right specifically the heating industry
0: well so we're working on our our thank you cards for the wedding and one of the gifts one of the items we brought uh is a a meat thermometer and so you know thermometer is one of those words where you just don't realize how it looks until you actually spell it out and so why isn't just pronounced
1: a thermometer? i don't know right well, we, we talk about therms a lot at work. Okay. So it's sort of an, as far as I understand, an antiquated uh, unit. Yes. But um, it gets thrown around here and there.
0: Well, that is a w- weird segue into today's episode of, of Catholic Words. So we're going to challenge, George, your Catholic obscure word knowledge and also look at the origins of some f- uh, fun words. So let's start with the, let's start with the obvious one, the word Catholic. Do you know what that means?
1: Well, I I know what it means. Okay. Um I know there's a fu- the funny is cataholic. Oh, I really the, like cats.
0: Yes, the, the catalics. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um how about the Greek? Do we know the Greek? I think it means like universal? Yeah, or, yeah, or that's kind of yeah. That's the that's the the common, right? Universal yeah. um comes from the two Greek words meaning in respect of, so like in accordance with, and then the whole. So those are the two Greek words that make it up. And it comes to universal, it can mean according to the whole, yep. and then was one of the many words used for the early Christian communities, and it's what's stuck with us now. Huh. Moving down our list, how about a thurible? Do you know what a thurible does? I'm not sure if I've ever heard that. Really? Yeah. You've seen it. You've definitely seen it, and you've smelled it, too. Oh? So this comes from from the late Latin and the root word is the word thus, it has nothing to do with thus, like the, sure. the typical meaning. But the root word thus means incense, oh, and it also okay. comes from a Greek word, right? The Latin cause a lot of stuff gets from Greek and comes over to the Latin. So the Greek word that's based off of is sacrifice. Okay. So sacrifice in the Greek and in Latin it just means incense, and so this is the container or the the big kind of metal device that the priest will use to this incense. This is the, the clanging thing. The clanging thing, yes. If, okay. you're, if your priest or deacon is doing it right, they have to clang it when they incense the, the part of the altar or the congregation. Or the, it has to clang. It doesn't count. Okay. It does not count. And they have to do it three times? or. Uh, yeah, three times is a good rule of thumb. Okay. Three is a good number. Okay. So, yes, clinking. Another one that's really common that we use all the time, the word mass.
1: Mm. This does not mean uh, having matter and no has nothing to do with matter. Nothing to do with physics. No.
0: So the word mass has a fun background. It comes from a Latin phrase "ita misa est," which was the concluding way at the end of the liturgy. Right, those were like the last words, and it means "go." You are sent in our kind of modern translation. Go forth. The mass is ended. So it's this idea. It comes from the Latin word "missio," mission from, or to be sent from. And so it just kind of became the word that we associated with this thing we do on Sundays. Huh. Yeah, just became, known as Mass.
1: Just like the ending, so in what, another thousand years it could just be called? Go. Go. <laughs> Go. Probably, right? Fourth.
0: Because um, a more probably formal name, and I, I, this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but, you know, it's really, it's the Eucharistic liturgy. Sure. Right, but then it just became commonly known as mass. Mm-hmm. And so mass is what we call it in English. Um, all right, here's another fun tongue twister. The aspergillium, the aspergillium.
1: Matt, you're, you're, uh, you're really throwing a lot of stuff. I'm really throwing here. some curveballs yeah. at you.
0: Well, when I say what it is, you're gonna know what it is. So it's the Latin, from the Latin word uh, aspergere, the verb. And it means to sprinkle. So this is like the little metal device they dip the holy water in. Sometimes they'll use a branch. But there's an actual liturgical device. It's a little metal, sometimes a ball or or whatnot. that you stick into the holy water and then use it to sprinkle on people. So the the holy water sprinkler is the aspergelium, which is just the Latin for to sprinkle. Oh, okay. And so that's what we'll find out. It's like the weird thing. We get a lot lot of holdovers of these Latin phrases that in Latin they just say what the thing does. But we retain the Latin name for it. So really it's a sprinkler. But we wouldn't call it that, right? This is this is Latin or this is Greek now. This is Latin. This one, okay. espergillium, is from the Latin word to sprinkle. Okay, but now since you mentioned Greek, we can go back to Greek. Epiclesis.
1: Epiclesis.
0: George just has this terrified look no. of like
1: I'm failing. No, I've, I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm batting really poorly today. I, I've got one one right.
0: There, you might get some. Maybe two. A couple I'm
1: hopeful for. So epiclesis is a
0: Greek word meaning invocation. Okay, And this happens after the gifts are brought to the altar at Mass. You notice the priest puts his two hands yeah. over it. And what he's doing is he's invoking, he's inviting the Holy Spirit to come down. So that's a Greek word, epiclesis. Here's a fun one that I I just learned. So a dalmatic. It's, it's, I'll, uh, do you want to take a guess?
1: Well, this is the part of the um, garments that he deacon wears. Good job. Probably the reason deacon Stephen. Deacon Stephen. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Dalmatica is the outer, we'll call it cloth or, or uh, the deacon uniform, the priest yeah. uniform. Right. So Dalmatica was the one specifically for the deacons. And it actually has a really interesting phrase. It just comes from, it comes from the style of, of clothing, like these these vests um, from uh, Dalmaticus, which was a place in the Roman Empire in modern day Croatia.
1: About to say that sounds like the uh, Dalmatian coast, yes, which is the major, major coastline in yeah in
0: Croatia. So that's that's yeah. where this actually comes from. It was just the style of of robe or I forget what the exact usage of it was. Like, of the, of the, it was the style that they yeah. would have wore back then, and so these these style became so well known, and eventually. That's where we get a lot of our uh, liturgical mm-hmm. garments from. Was just the clothing of Romans. Okay. Back in the day, some of the fancier clothing of Romans, since you know our church is centered in Rome, you know the the Rite we retained a lot of those Roman customs, and so that's where the dalmatic comes from. It was just sure. a common article of clove that found its way into the liturgy, and we we've held on to it since. All right. The the twin of the dalmatic is the chasuble. That's the priest. That's the priest wears. Yes, that's his outer garment. Very similar. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. So, dalmatics. The difference is, and you can tell if it's a priest or deacon. The delmatics have sleeves. Okay. So it's kind of like like a poncho with arms. Like you slide your arms through. It's very big. And then a um a chasuble will not have sleeves. That's like a poncho. That's just like a poncho sure. that drapes over there. Are that no one's just sleeves. Like flat. Just if a flat. You yeah, it, out. Okay. It, it goes around you. know, if you're just a head, right. You just head put your head through it, but it doesn't have any sleeves okay. on it. And that uh, this is a fun one. It comes from the, the Latin word for little house. It was also the name of, of clothing, uh, just the clothing of the Roman era. But it actually comes from the word chasuble. Comes from the word casa, oh. which means house, and it's the diminutive form of house, so it means little house. I was I was getting that completely wrong. I'm thinking chassis or yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. But yeah, no, chasuble is <laughs> means little house. Going down our list here, pontiff. Haunted. I
1: think I got that one. Oh, having taken way too many years of French and not knowing enough French. Okay, was in. I think it has something to do with the bridge. It does. So of course, this
0: is the title that we refer to uh, the Pope nowadays. Yeah. It's the uh, the official title is the uh, Pontifex Maximus. Right. Um. time you see here, the word pontifical, right, just means Pope related. Mm-hmm. And this title, though, originally belonged to the Emperor of Rome. Okay, And the the phrase in Latin Pontifus Maximus literally means chief bridge builder mm. Pons, right? Okay. The Latin word is pons for, for bridge Right, um, And so the chief bridge builder Which was originally a title for the Roman Emperor Over time it became down to the Pope because Metaphoric bridges, now, right. not literal bridges Although he probably could if, if the Pope asks someone to build a bridge Probably could get it done Alright, here's a fun one A titular C.
1: Well that's not really a foreign Oh, C might be for As in like, a non English word or a word that's lost. Yes. I don't know what C means. Okay. But I look,
0: this is the only one I didn't look up the etymology for, but I know that, that like the titular
1: a titular C means that it's in title. Yes. So it's maybe not one that is still around. Very good job, George. So this is um like pros- the C of Antioch. Yes. Is no. probably not around anymore. I think. So there might be a patriarch
0: out of Antioch, but this would be right. an example. So you're actually right on with this. So anytime a bishop is named, yeah, he is bishop over an area. Yeah, and even so, like in in our areas, so we are we're close to Chicago. We're not in the archdiocese of Chicago. We're close to Chicago, but in Chicago, it's it's a very big diocese. Right, right. There's a lot of Catholics there. Same you know, Boston, Detroit. There's a lot of Catholics in these areas. They'll have the main bishop, the archbishop, mm-hmm. who can be a cardinal. In the case of Chicago, it's it's a cardinal. But then they'll have other bishops that are called auxiliary bishops, right? They meant they're meant to help the bishops, right? And they're bishops in themselves; they're not in charge, but they assist the the archbishop, the cardinal, and they kind of usually take over certain. They usually are oversee a certain region within that archdiocese. Yeah. Well,
1: because they're bishops though, they still need a area that they're in, they are named to. Be, if there's an archbishop of Chicago, they can't be the. Bishop of South Chicago, or the Bishop correct. of Aurora, correct. And okay. so, what they do is
0: they're called uh, titular sees, yeah. and so they get the name of an old diocese that's no longer okay. it was either absorbed or just no longer around, or there's no Christians that live there anymore. So they get okay. these names of these historic dioceses. And if I was a, if I put more research time into this, I would give you uh, some examples. But sure, um, you know, forgotten dioceses, forgotten areas that no longer have a cathedral.
1: Um, so I, I think we could, so we'll see for the sake of argument that the Bishop of Damascus yes. could be in New York.
0: Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. It's, they, they don't, yeah, actually live in the area that they're a CEO of, but because they're a Bishop, they have to be over an area. So they okay. use these as well. I think, I think so we're in Indiana and, um, Vincennes used to be a diocese. So I think you could have someone be a Bishop of, of Vincennes because it used to be a diocese, sure. but it's since gotten moved and around and. And what now? We don't have a diocese of Vincennes anymore. So I think you could assign Vincennes to a
1: auxiliary bishop somewhere. I think this would be an interesting topic to do as a podcast in and of itself.
0: Maybe we'll do a deeper dive into the titular season and why, yeah, they fell out. And future episode. Hmm. You get the intro to it here. All right. Uh, a fun one. Uh, you may be in your French and German
1: studies. This is on the French side, but the word parish. Ooh. No, I see. I've not gotten that one at all. I think it's interesting that. Uh, Places like Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Is it Louisiana? Yeah. They have not counties. They've got parishes. Correct. I assume that has something to do with French. paroqui, Peroche. P-R-O-C-H. Oh, Peroche.
0: <laughs> I did not take French. That's why you're on
1: this show, George. <laughs> or paroche. Probably Peroche. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's the old French. And it comes from the Latin Perochea. I got the Latin there. Perochea. Okay. Which comes from the Greek, which I'm not going to pronounce. But it comes from the Greek word for sojourn or a foreigner. That's actually probably an episode we should oh, do okay. on, like, why our parishes, right? Our home churches, the churches in our backyard. The the word etymology comes from the, the Greek word for sojourning or a foreigner.
1: Huh. Yeah. That's an interesting... That might be another... Booking all these episodes out of this. This is awesome. Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, moving down, this one also has some French ties. The word pew comes from the French, which might be... P U Y E P U Y E Oh, when you
1: put Y into French, it gets weird. Okay, yeah. so it's Old French.
0: Oh, okay, I don't know. Well, it comes from the Old French word for balcony. And it gets even more intriguing. It gets even more intriguing. That French word comes from the Latin word podium. And huh. in Latin, podium means elevated place. So pew, which is the thing we sit on, come, came from the Old French word for balcony, which itself came
1: from the word for pew, which means elevated why is it not the old latin or old french for chair because it's a lot closer oh because c or maybe not c but uh yeah that's the chair bench there's no bench i you know and i actually <laughs> the something the about pews i should link the
0: podcast i like that pews actually weren't like a catholic thing to begin with really if you look uh, if you go to any of the big churches in rome so like st peter st paul's yeah. They have to bring in seats because oh. the churches were built without pews in them.
1: Would you see, just stand or kneel or something? Yeah,
0: you would just stand or I think stand, kneel. But okay. it's the whole idea of a pew is actually something we get from um, our Protestant brothers and sisters. Okay. That was their invention. And, and then we need that. And there's a whole industry. At, at this conference I was at last week, they had like a pew company. And they had like samples of their pews. So this is very interesting. I didn't realize there's just a dedicated company for, for making pews. George is just losing it here.
1: You find that fa- funny? I find that so funny. I don't know why. Yeah. That's. Yeah. We've got at um, my parish, they have one section that's got cushions on them. Oh. Usually for people who are uh, older. Yes. But I think every pew should have cushions on
0: it. Oh, I agree, too. It helps you focus. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. But, um, yeah. So um, That's uh, a
1: controversial take there.
0: Yes <laughs> i'll I'll link the podcast because he's a great uh great podcast called Renovo. He did a whole like deep dive into where we get pews from. Huh. so okay, link that in. Uh, we're getting uh, we're doing pretty good on our list here. uh the word breviary. have you ever heard the word bravery"? You can probably guess what it means literally brief, brief, short, right short yeah, yeah. brevity, briefity. Yeah. So the breviary is the book which priests, deacons, many uh, religious nuns and including uh, what lay people are encouraged to pray it's called the liturgy of the hours probably could do an episode on that yeah oh yeah on your phone i briefly right yeah. we've prayed that before yeah so it's it's the prayer of the church and just a super quick overrun of it is there's morning evening uh, afternoon evening nighttime and then officer reading so there's these common set of prayers that that clergy are required to pray and of course everyone's invited to pray so it's the same set of prayers that people are praying around the world and also, kind of like how the mass readings are the same, uh, the prayers are, are the same, and so it's called breviary, so it means short or it means condensed. And the reason is it's kind of funny; its just, name just kind of stuck. Back in the 11th century, Pope Gregory the Seventh he abrogated, he shortened the official order of prayers that the clergy were doing. So they would have had to pray
1: a lot more, yes, or longer. Correct. Yeah, yeah.
0: and so he abrogated; he made it brief, mm-hmm. shorter. And so they just started calling it the shorter. Oh, okay. The brief. And so the name stuck. So there's actually a lot of words like that where they just, it, just, it was a way to describe something. It was, and it just, it just stuck. Um, how about the word Episcopal? I don't know that one. So Episcopal is anything that refers to a bishop. Ah. Because the word bishop comes from the Greek word episcopus. And that just uh, means huh. an
1: overseer. I think I had heard that maybe once or twice before, but I then forgot it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
0: Bishop, episcopus, overseer. So the kind of the adjective form, you don't say bishopal, it's the episcopal. Okay. Uh, for some reason we retained the Greek that should be whenever there's like a word for that. When when something becomes like an adjective or an adverb, it changes the word completely because you're going back to its root. Oh because bishop is the English. Right. But episcopal reflects more of the Greek. Oh. Uh how about the word situla Situla so I was I was looking I was just kind of searching through words and it said situla holy bucket I'm like what in the world is a holy bucket that sounds is really cool is
1: that where they keep holy water yes ah.
0: I don't know why I thought it was for something else I, I got really excited holy like, we bucket have... where we keep holy water yes I'm like we have holy buckets man I love being Catholic and it's just <laughs> now it's the item that holds the water the holy water I'm like oh that's, that's okay it's
1: still pretty cool
0: yeah I know just I don't know someone's like holy bucket that just sounds cool like we have a holy bucket but
1: i i kind of want to i kind of want to start calling some of these things by their literal english translations
0: right i mean I imagine
1: how boring that'd be if we did that Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: all right here's another popular one word apostle follower oh no the, that's, uh, that's the disciple that's would be disciple follower. sure yeah. follower apostle is the opposite it's the messenger oh okay so the apostles are sent right to deliver the message. How about the word homily? I didn't know this one either. Yeah. It comes from the Greek words for crowd and discourse. Okay. Do you notice the difference between a sermon and a homily? I didn't know there was a difference. So just,
1: uh, I'm assuming there's preaching involved in one and not in the other? or? Well,
0: no, they both involve preaching. This is that a sermon is a message that you want to deliver, and you use Scripture, and you can pull different parts of Scripture in to kind of back that up, mm-hmm. where the homily is preached up on scripture on a particular verse. Okay. So one, the message pulls in the scripture. The other one is the message based off of that scripture. Okay. So we would see this in many, you know, many like non-denominational settings that they have a series or a theme that they're preaching on, and they'll say, "Turn your Bibles," and you know, they'll they'll pull yeah. out the scripture readings. Where Catholics, and in other you know Christian denominations, you, you just get the readings and you know have fun with that. Pull out where God's speaking in those readings that are okay. assigned to our rotation. Okay. So fun, different um, meanings, and the last one on our list here.
1: Sac- I hope I get this one. Sacrament. I won't get this one. <laughs> I mean, there's a I couple don't, ways we can uh, go with this. Sac, same thing. Sac, Sacra, Holy. Holy, yes.
0: So that's the Latin. So the Latin is for sacer, meaning sacred. Yeah. But that's trans. That's brought over from the Greek, and in the Greek, it means mystery, mysterium. Oh. Well, it would be Latin. Sorry, I forget what the Greek exactly is, but the the Greek word is mystery. Okay. So the Greek mystery comes into Latin as the word uh, sacramentus, meaning sacred. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in in our Eastern Catholic Church and in the Orthodox churches, they'll refer instead of the seven sacraments, it's the mysteries. Okay. So sacrament means mystery, and that's a good way to kind of end this episode because that's what our show is all about. Is it's diving into these mysteries. Of faith which which are sacred yeah. which are life-giving which is what you know in our Western view of sacraments are but we can never we, we should remember what sacraments we can never exhaust them and we can never you know fully grasp what their meaning and what their what their effects are right because they are mysteries of our faith
1: and there's still something more than we won't really ever get or there's something more it. there's always right. more to it
0: because God is um, in th- uh, unfathomably deep and yeah. loving and caring and merciful And that's what we want to show. We we take subjects that we might think we know and say, well, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And it's not that we're we're dumb or we're trying to make people feel bad, but it's saying we should be more of an appreciation and awe that even things we think we we know and we thoroughly get that, "Mm, there's more to it because there's always more to God. And that's a great way to uh, wrap up this episode. So thank you for this fun little episode. You know, this is just a simple one. I actually really enjoyed looking this up, so maybe we'll do another Catholic Words 2.0. Yeah, this was good. On this. Uh, and we
1: got a couple topics out of it. Too. And we got a couple of future <laughs> topics off of just kind of
0: freestyle freestyling here. So if you like the show, uh, we'd love a, a comments. If there's a, any words you'd like us to dive into, please comment uh, in the episode below. Subscription, uh, subscribing so you stay uh, up to date uh, goes a long way in helping us reach more people. Until next time, cast into the deep, dive into the mystery.